Thank you for tuning in to our podcast recorded live each week. Now sit back and enjoy the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Tighten your life vests, strap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Good morning and welcome to Tony Sanders Outdoors. We are live this Saturday morning, 23rd of June, on the banks of the Tennessee River, broadcasting to Chattanooga, North Georgia, North Alabama, and anywhere you got the internet on iHeartRadio, and we are live on Facebook. Hey, everybody on Facebook. Hope everybody's doing well this morning. Got a special guest in the house, uh, but before I get to him, you might notice a certain absence. You might notice something missing from the show already. Well, that would be our host, Tony Sanders. He is taking a conference in and is out, I believe, in South Carolina. He had a conference there, and he's out there with his family, so hope Tony's getting some relaxation, some fun, and some sun. Well-deserved, and uh, hope he's having fun out there. But... I decided to bring in a guest who knows a little something about guns. I brought in my good friend Travis Boyd. How are you doing, sir? Hey, pretty good. How are you? I'm doing well. Why? What have you heard? <laughs> Nothing yet. Well, it's probably true whatever you did here, so I'll be honest. Uh, glad you came in. I really appreciate you coming in. Um, it's been a little while since we had you in, and um, just to let everybody know, um, I need to, uh, you know, in full disclosure, our wives work together. They do. That is, uh, and they're that's cons- a fact. And they're conspiring against us probably as we speak. But um, I got to know you through uh, your wife works at uh, Chattanooga State in the dental clinic. My wife works at Chattanooga State also in the dental clinic. And uh, we met each other and found out you were really into uh, shooting things and going bang, bang, bang. And, I, you know, we kind of clicked, and I said, need to get you on the radio. So we've had you on once, and this is your uh, your second uh interview on the radio so second time so my mother is extremely happy that i didn't make a fool of myself the first time and got invited back so hi mom <laughs> hope you're listening <laughs> if not she can catch it a little bit later we do do a podcast so she can listen to this whole thing a little, little bit later so uh she can catch it then glad you're in here uh you are a three-gun shooter and we're going to be talking about some three-gun shooting uh, a little bit later but we're also going to be talking uh about whatever you want to talk about. If you want to give us a call at 267-1023, We are live on Facebook, so uh, if you want to give us a call, I see Kathleen Holloway has joined us on Facebook. Good morning, Kathleen. Hope you're having a great morning. Grab a cup of coffee and uh, join us. Uh, So, you've been doing any shooting. I noticed you are, uh, when you came in, you were a bit gimpy. Uh, I am, I've... Had some work done on my ankle. Um, I messed so, up last year, and some. So, you you want to be more specific than some? Uh, you had an Achilles whole reconstruction thing, didn't you? It's really think of the simplest problem you can have as a bone spur, and then the most complicated way to fix it, where they had to detach my Achilles and go in and reshape the bones in my ankle. So uh, it's been about two and a half months of not being able to walk, just riding around on a scooter. And I got cleared last week, so I'm starting to hobble. On the boot. On the boot. And we got your leg propped up. Uh, I want you to know WGOW cares, and so does Tony Sanders Outdoors. We have a footstool for you, so you will be comfortable throughout this entire interview. So I was very surprised being taken care of very well. Okay, all right, all right. We got Max pushing the buttons today. Uh, Gene is out. Um, 
enjoying time with his family. I believe he's at the beach as well. So, Max, uh, appreciate you pushing our buttons this morning. Good morning. How's everybody? Doing well. Doing well. Well, I'm not used to getting up this early, though. Man. It's like, oh, dark 30, isn't it? I didn't know there was a 3.30 in the morning. Yeah, there's like two of them. There's like one in the morning, one in the afternoon. <laughs> I don't normally get up till about seven thirty, eight o'clock. So, must, yeah, it's a little. Must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got banker's hours. Oh, nice. Oh, it's great. Nice, nice. All right. Well, uh, we're going to talk some three-gun shooting. We've got, also got some uh, fishing uh, information. We also have some wild outdoors news that we're going to hit a little bit later. We'll probably hit that in the second hour. Uh, but... One thing I did want to hit real quick, uh, Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency has a new state and potential world record black crappie that was caught here in Tennessee. Um, Lionel Jam Ferguson landed a fish near Paint Rock, Tennessee. It was a crappie, and the crappie weighed 5 pounds, 7.68 ounces, and it broke the current record by almost a pound. Now, the current world record for the entire world is five pounds, so this fish eclipses that one. So not only will he be getting potentially, well, he will be getting a state record once he files the paperwork, but Mr. Ferguson may also be getting an IFGA, which is the International Game Fish Association, record. Uh, the crappie measured 19 and a quarter inches and a girth of 17 and three quarter inches. And if you have seen this picture on Facebook, that fish was a toad. It was just huge. There was some question. They genetically tested it to ensure um, that it was not a hybrid, but it was indeed a black crappie. Uh, it was not a hybrid black-white mix. So uh, that's kind of news that's come out from the TWRA uh, real quick. Um, the record was previously held for 33 years, and it was just broken this year. Congratulations, Mr. Ferguson. And, uh, Mr. Ferguson, if you're listening, uh, I do have a fly rod, and I do travel. So uh, just letting you know, if you want to take me out, I will be more than happy to go catch some of those big crappie that you're catching out there. So congratulations to him. Did you see that crappie picture? I seen some pictures of it a few days ago. It's pretty massive. It, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was thick. It was the biggest crappie I've ever seen. I thought... Good Lord. It definitely looked delicious, though, I can tell you. Well, apparently, here's the funny story. Mr. Ferguson caught one that was more than five pounds, took it home and ate it, and didn't know it was a record prior to him catching this one. So he had, you know, five pounds worth of nice crappie meat, uh, which was a state record at the time. So, well, good for you for uh, getting a new record, and uh, I hope hope the IFGA will uh, uh, recognize that record as well, so... That thing was a, a pig. You fish a little bit, but you ever caught one that big? Never that big, no. Oh, okay. Just checking. Because, wow, that thing. Go look on Facebook. Go look on the Internet. That that fish is just absolutely massive. And uh, I'm going to get the fish and stuff out of the way because I'm a fisherman, and it's my show for the moment. So, hey, we're going to get the fish and stuff out. But I've been doing a lot of fishing re- recently and lately. Uh did a little bit of fishing, put some uh, videos up on Tony Sanders Outdoors, me and my good friend Chris, uh, catching a lot of brim and bass. Uh, had a shot at a couple of uh, big gar and carp as well, but they didn't want to participate in our adventure. Um, so if you want to check those out, go to Tony Sanders Outdoors, TSO, and you can check out those videos, or you can go to my Facebook page, 
and uh, check those out as well. Been trying to get as much fishing in as humanly possible while I'm uh, off from school, per se. And uh, you know how it is when you get off time a little bit. You want to try and get as much done as, as, as you can during that time period. So I don't know about you. If, when you get time off, you try and get lots of honeydews done, get those done, and then you can have fun me time. Usually. Melissa's probably listening this morning, so I don't know if I will say I can get honeydews done, but Well you've been you've you've been out of commission a little bit, so you know, we'll give you a pass on that one. All right. Or at least I will. I told my wife to quit adding to the list, I won't live that long. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got enough chores you're never gonna die. No. Well, <laughs> no, she's gonna kill me early is what's gonna happen. Probably so, probably so. Well, uh the fishing's real good. Um Water's getting warm. Uh, if, there's a real good article, and if y'all haven't seen it, go to uh, uh, newschannel9.com. Richard Sims wrote a great article. There's a lot of bass uh, that are coming up dead as well. We're not going to talk about that today, but um, there's a lot of bass that are coming up from tournaments um, that were stressed out, and because of the warmer water, they've been dying off. So uh, I know there's a tournament down in Gunnersville this morning. Um, I think there's a couple other tournaments going out today, uh, but do try and keep your fish alive and, and do the best you can to return them, uh, as best you can. There is a tournament today, a night tournament with the CBA going out of Chester Frost. Uh, so, so hopefully those guys, uh, do well and, uh, Work on keeping your fish alive and work on putting that resource back into the water so somebody else can have a great time and try and catch that particular fish again because if you can catch and release, great because it gives a, another angler an opportunity to catch a great fish. So I believe in catch and release, except for crappie, obviously. Those are caught and released into a lot of hot grease with hush puppies on the side and a little bit of coleslaw. And we're on to food already this morning. Yeah, and I've not had a, you know, <laughs> nothing's open when I came to work, so. No, nothing's open this let's time. Don't, let's don't talk about food. Well, we always get on to food somehow on this show. I, I, think it's, I think it's subconscious. We always somehow get on to food because nothing's open and we're always hungry. So. I don't know about you. I, my mind's always on food. Well, yeah, that too. How about yours? That's my story right there. It's pretty much life, always thinking about eating. Yeah. By the way, Rob's going to buy breakfast here as soon as the show's over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been meaning to ask. I just yeah. hadn't. Oh, yeah, we, we, we can do breakfast. We can do breakfast. Definitely, definitely. Where, where, where do you want to go? Where, where, I'm just along for the ride, so we wherever go, y'all pick. We can go down here to the Waffle House. That'd be good. Yeah, we can go to the Waffle House or, you know, we'll we'll hit someplace that at least has some decent food. Just talked you right into that, didn't I? Yeah, hey, not a problem. <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm already hungry, so, yeah, hey, I'll I'll – you were nice enough to come on the show, get up this early, and you were nice enough to get up and push the buttons this early. The least I can do is buy y'all breakfast. Hey, it works out for me. Well, I like, <laughs> I like the way he thinks. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk a little three-gun uh, a little bit later today, and I pulled up a website. Um, let's see here. I don't know if this is the one, the uh, National Shooting Sports Federation. Uh, they've got a lot of good information on three-gun shooting if you want to pull up that website and follow along with us when we talk about it. And for those of you who don't know, three-gun shooting is uh, it's a competition. Uh, you use rifles, shotgun, and pistols, and it's based on accuracy and time. And we're going to get into that a lot more uh, when we come back from the break. And I want to talk to you about uh, how somebody can get into 
this, uh, if there's any local organizations they can become a part of, what they need to get started, stuff like that. And also, we need to talk about, you also have a website called DefensiveConcealment.com. Yes, sir. And you make great holsters, of which I have one. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. And um, you do a lot of uh, holsters that are made for that particular gun. You've got molds, and you do whatever gun the person has. So if it's a 1911 or if it's a Breda 92 or a Glock 19 or whatever the case may be, you can make a holster specifically for that gun. Yes, sir. I keep about 60 molds in stock of uh, different guns that are popular. And then if it's something that I can't, that I don't have, I can use a person's uh, firearm. I can block it up and make a, uh, make a custom rig with that. That is awesome. We'll talk a little bit about, more about that. We are up to our first break, so let's go ahead and take it. You're listening to Tony Sanders Outdoors. Well, my baby, she's been watching all my hunting videos. She's been itching, she's been begging, she's been wanting to go. I said, you got to get up early. And honey, you ain't going to like it. Because you can't pee and you got to be quiet. But she was bound. She was determined. So I. Spring will soon be here, and you know what that means, grilling and barbecues. You can get everything you need at Don's Meat Shop, 648 Hickson Pike. Don has steaks such as T-bone, porterhouse, ribeyes, and many, many more. You can pick up kebabs, chicken, burgers, pork chops, roasts or fish, and try out their seafood. Be sure to try their summer sausage snack sticks. Don has quality meats and great cooking advice, so give them a call at 423-842-1256. Don's is open six days a week, closed Tuesdays. Check them out at donsmeatshop.com, and be sure to like them on Facebook. Mady's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawn. If you're a homeowner, Mady's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed specifically for this area and provide you with the knowledge to have the lawn that will be the envy of all your neighbors. Don't go buy a bag of something that may or may not work from a big box store. Mady's has years of local knowledge and knows what will work in this area. Trust the local experts in fertilizer to assist you with your lawn. Make your neighbors really jealous. Call Mady's. If you're a lawn care company owner or are on a landscaping group, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Call Beatty's for more information on bulk fertilizer for your lawn care company. Minimum quantities required. So whether you're a homeowner, lawn care company, or just like digging around in the yard, go with the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer. 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 
423-280-3677. If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. If you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Welcome back to Tony Sanders Outdoors. My special guest, Travis Boyd in the house. Good to talk a little three-gun shooting. All right. I assume it takes three guns, thus the name. Um, usually. <laughs> Is it like golf clubs? Because, you know, last time I played golf, there's 18 holes, and I ran out of clubs about, you know, like after the fourth, fifth <laughs> hole. I can't. I mean, It's about like that. My safe runs out of room really quick. Ah. Oh, thing I get into. Okay. Uh, so three gun shooting, you, it's timed, correct? Yes. And it's also based on accuracy. Yes. So let me ask a, a, a novice question real quick. Um, if you miss, I assume time is added to your final score and the person with the lowest time wins. Uh, correct. That's how it works is that you have a combination of paper and, uh, metal targets. Mm-hmm. Paper targets usually will require two hits on paper. And it's um, it's about an 18 by 18 inch square, with a 10 inch circle in the middle. So if you land two hits on the paper anywhere, then it's considered um, it's considered neutralized. Or if you land one hit in the center. Okay. So, let's say I miss the target entirely, which is highly possible in my case. So usually, what happens is if if you miss if you land one pe- one shot on paper that's not in that 10 inch circle, mm-hmm. it's a two and a half second penalty that's added to your time. Okay. A complete miss is five seconds, where it's two shots that were not landed. Okay, so five seconds is added on your total time at the end. Right. All right. And let's talk about uh, how the competition starts. Walk me through. uh, You're getting ready to go through a competition. Tell me what happens. I mean, you get up there. Do you do shotgun first, or do you do pistol first, or do you rifle first? I mean, how's it? It's a a combination of... um, Lots of guys now, like, it gives you kind of free range to do what you want to do. Okay. So you may walk to a stage, and the stage is going to tell you what to do. Like, you, you may get to one that's all shotgun. <laughs> Usually every match you have will have something that is, you know, it's a all shotgun stage. Okay. So you'll, you'll have that. Or you may have a combination where it'll say you can use only your rifle or you can use rifle pistol. Um, you may have a combination of all three. It depends on how the stage is set up. Okay. And you can play it to your strong suits. Okay. So if you're really good with a rifle, you can use that and then, you know, hit the pistol a little bit later if that's your weak spot. Right. Okay. So it, it does require a rifle, shotgun, and pistol to compete. Yes, sir. All right. So it, let's say, um, is there a local organization around here? Uh, locally, we shoot it in Cleveland. Uh, then they also have matches out in Manchester, uh, Oak Ridge, down there several places in Alabama. Pretty much anywhere within a two-hour drive, you can pick a weekend and you can drive and shoot three-gun in the area. Okay. If I want to get started, um, let, let's talk Let's talk pistols first. What What's the most common, and I know a lot of these are customized for speed and accuracy, uh, f- 
for the shooter themselves, what's the most common pistol and or round that's being shot? Um, 99% of everything is probably a 9mm. It's uh, cheap, affordable, it's readily available, everybody's got it. And I would say any match you show up to, you're going to find more Glock 17s than anything else there. Okay. And is, and do you use a, what do you particularly use? Uh, currently, I'm running a custom-built uh, double-stack 1911. Nice. Yes. Very nice. And uh, I run a Glock 17 with a, uh, with a Leopold red dot on it. Oh, okay. Cool. So you put a, a, a sight on your a big sight on your pistol. Yes, sir. Okay. Awesome. I have about two years ago I started shooting with a red dot and I have not gone back to traditional iron sights since. And uh, I've shot one match in the last two years that I wasn't running a red dot on a pistol. And did it help your accuracy? Yes. <laughs> is that is that a is that a question or yes or um, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely makes it faster for me. Okay. Um, and that's what it's all about in these competitions is speed. Right. And accuracy. Yeah. The uh, three-gun is really, it is a combination of both, but uh, speed is the main is the main thing, in my opinion. Okay. So if you're accurate and slow, it doesn't help you. Right. But if you're fast and not accurate, it still doesn't help you. Correct, but there is... It's it's a game, so you can you can play to your strengths. And uh, like I've gone to major national events, and I ended up finishing second on a stage out of two hundred thirty something shooters by skipping a long range target that I couldn't shoot. So uh, what happened was first thing in the morning, as the sun comes over the hill, it's been raining all night, so it's real foggy, and the sun's right in my eyes, and it was a three hundred yard target. So everybody was taking about a minute to hit it. And I threw one shot at it and ran past it. So I took a 10-second penalty for skipping that target. But overall, I was about 30 seconds faster than the rest of the field. So tactics plays into into your thought process as well. So, you know, if you're not – you're playing, like you said, you're playing to your strength. So if you're not good at, you know, a 300-yard shot, skip it, take the penalty, move on. Right. You can, huh. uh, you can play to your strengths. And like I said, you can – you can skip a target and still come out ahead, but you've got to be good and be able to hold your own on everything else. I've, I've heard a lot of the guys, um, I talked to another friend of mine who does a little bit of three-gun shooting, and uh, he uses a thirty-eight Super. Do you still see that one around a lot? I do. Uh, my my 2011 that's custom-built is a thirty-eight Super Comp. Nice. Okay. All right, let's move on from pistols to, uh, let's go ahead and move to rifles. What's the most common rifle you see? And... and what are people using out, in at least in your organizations and, and the matches you go to? Uh, everybody uses an AR-15, some type of variant. Um, a lot of just kind of home builds or there are competition-specific builds that companies do. Um, that's about it. You may see on occasion you may run into something different, but it's on any big match you go to, it's going to be an AR-15. So that's the platform of choice. Yes, sir. It's stable. It's accurate. It's it, it it's a good shooting rifle. Right, it really is. It's proven, and um, you know, there's the aftermarket is huge for it. So if there's something that you want, you can you can find a part to make that gun fit you. Where you, know, you see guys that'll show up with like a the Ruger Mini 14 or something else that's in a 223 variant, but it 
it doesn't have a strong aftermarket, so you you may get a a stock or something that doesn't fit you completely. Gotcha. And you're really trying to get this gun fit, like you said, fit to you because you need to be comfortable with it to make the quick and accurate shots. Right. Okay. Uh, what about the shotguns? Shotgun is. I'm, ass- I'm assuming a pump's not going to work because you want to. You're going for speed. Right. There's a division for pumps, um, but majority is a semi-automatic. Um, I would say the majority of the majority of guys you're going to see is a Benelli M2. Um, Benelli kind of rules the the three gun world. It's a great shotgun. It's what I had personally. Um, a lot of the company called Stager and Mossberg makes a shotgun called a JM Pro that's uh, modeled after Jerry Mitchellick. Okay. And uh, he's the world's fastest shooter of about everything. And it's a really good gun, but like I said, Benelli pretty much dominates. Now, how many shots are you taking? All right, let's go back. Let's move back to pistols. How many shots uh, in in a round, in a, or I'm sorry, in a match, how many shots do you take with your pistol on average? Um, average, usually about a, for big matches, I will take about 200 of everything. Okay, how many per match? I mean, like, you, you, go, through, you go through one stage, how many shots are you firing? Uh, stage usually be somewhere between 20 to 60. Okay. And rifle? Uh, about the same. And shotgun? Shotgun's usually, um, you're most of the time in that 10 to 15-round 15, 15 range. Uh, the biggest I did was at Fort Benning last year, or two years ago, we did a 65-round shotgun stage. Okay, and I'm assuming you've got an extended magazine to hold extra shells because right. if you're shooting that many shotgun shells downrange, you're going to need a longer tube on your magazine as to you know, compensate for the number of shells you have to reload. Pretty much everybody allows a uh, to start with eight rounds in the gun, and then you can get an eight, ex- eight, eight, and then you get an extension wow. tube that, like my tube personally, I run a twelve round tube, so uh, I can. It's a process called a quad load, but you take four shotgun shells and you jam it into the gun, right off the start. So I can start any stage with about twelve rounds in it. Wow. Okay. That, I didn't know it was that many. Um, what? What shot are y'all shooting? Like number eight, or you know, are y'all, y'all shooting birdshot, or what are y'all shooting? Ninety-five um, percent of it's birdshot. You'll have slugs every now and then. Um, I like a seven and a half, but seven and a half eight usually what runs. Okay, and and when you're shooting the shot, because I'm kind of a, I'm more of a shotgun guy. When you're shooting a shotgun target, are, they're just looking for. Are you shooting steel at that point to knock it over, or are you shooting paper just to get something on it? Because it's just, usually because a choke matters is what I'm getting at. Right, you're usually shooting steel. Um, it's a combination of anything from like a four by four inch or a four inch by four inch plate to um, what they call a popper, which is kind of a silhouette that's about 48 inches tall to uh, doing shoot a lot of stationary clays or flying clays also. Oh, you do shoot flying clays. So it can be like trap or skeet. Right. You don't shoot a lot of them, but you'll usually get one or two. Hmm. So choke does matter at that point then. It does. So if you if you're going no choke, you're pretty much uh, you're out the you're out the door at that point. Most guys will tell you that like the uh, IC choke will run or limited mod. It depends. Some guys play the choke game and change it out. I never really was. I left the same one in my gun for years and just I roll with it. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. It may not be the smartest choice, but it's worked for me so far. Nobody's using like a double full turkey choke. You know, really trying to knock that target right on over. No. Um, <laughs> Sometimes you will. Sometimes you'll have situations where you got to do that. 
you'll have a target like it's called a no shoot. So um, you know you may have to skim like you might have to bust a clay between like an 18 inch gap or something like that. And if you hit something outside of that 18 inch gap, then it's a penalty. So you'll see like situations like that where you've really got to choke up for those kind of things, but it's kind of rare. Or you can skip it and take the penalty. Or you can take the penalty and. There, this is a lot more intricate than I thought it was going to be. This is really interesting. So let's say you go to a competition. How many rounds? Back to the whole over the week. Let's say you do one. Let's, you go out on a Saturday and you do one competition. How many rounds of everything are you shooting? Um, usually for local matches here, I take 100 of everything and five slugs. and That will cover anything you're going to do in the area locally bigger matches i usually take about 300 rounds of everything and uh, usually about 10 slugs or something like that and hmm. i always come home with extra or with leftovers but it never hurts to take extra with you okay here's another silly question do guys hand reload to lower the amount of powder so there's not as much let's say uh kickback or anything or do guys hand load their shotgun shells so they don't get as much to be because if it's about speed you don't want the rise on that semi-auto or that shotgun do people customize their ammunition to be able to have a lighter load still get it down range still hit the target but be more accurate because it's a lighter powder uh, absolutely there's um three gun doesn't have it as much but your other sports that are mainly like pistol is a uspsa and uh, IDPA, which is defensive pistol, they have what they call power factor, which is a math. It's bullet weight times the speed, and it has to equal a certain amount. But a uh, three-gun will let you load down, so you can really just shoot kind of a, just a power pu- or a powder puff load and just a and make it out. Hmm. Well, that's really interesting. But it's, uh, it's great. I have a friend in Cleveland that owns a an, uh, manufacturing company, and he makes a gamer load. And I'll always suggest people, like, hey, man, get a hold of this guy. You know, run this ammo, and people will be like, oh, no, I'll just buy the, this stuff from Walmart, which is great ammo, and it works. And then when I give them ammo, they're like, well, this is why you win. It's it's so much lighter. I was like, yeah. You know. Aha, uh-huh. I think I see the pattern. All yeah. right. Well, Max, you ready to take a break, sir? <laughs> yeah, I thought you were. We'll wake Max up, and we'll, he'll push a few buttons, and we'll go to break. You're listening to Tony Sanders Outdoors. Give us a call, 267-1023. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. 
then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. You are listening to Tony Sanders Outdoors. To be part of the show, call 423-267-1023. Again, that's 423-267-1023. Welcome back to Tony Sanders Outdoors. We are live this Saturday morning. We're also live on Facebook. Say good morning to Corey Holloway, Ben Beyer. Good morning, Ben. Kathleen Holloway. And we also need to say good morning to your lovely wife, who is uh, also watching and listening, apparently. So... We, she, can, we she can't make up, fun of her on the radio then. Yeah, she is up early checking on me, make sure I don't get myself in trouble. Well, then that's love when a wife wakes up to listen to you on the radio. That's uh, that's love. My wife was down at Riverbend a few years ago, and they said, hey, you know, can, can they get us into the VIP? You know, your husband does a radio show. She goes, yeah, I have no idea what station. It, it's W something. <laughs> she, hadn't, she hadn't listened for seven years. She has no idea what I say on the radio. Well, uh, talk but, about her then. Well, no, the problem is now that we're Facebook and Live, we're putting a podcast up. Now she can go back no, and oh. listen to it at her convenience. Okay, so, bad, bad idea. Then. Yeah, well, yeah, but, you know, love you, honey. Anyway, um, good morning, everybody. Uh, talking some three-gun this morning. Uh, really interesting stuff. Oh, speaking of guns, coming up on the 21st of July, the 21st, the Friends of the NRA Banquet is going to be happening at the Weston Hotel, which is the new one up on top of the hill. Starts at 5 p.m. Get your tickets now. Go to Friends of the NRA. Look up Chattanooga events, and please come out and support the Friends of the NRA. They do a lot for youth youth shooting. Uh, They do a lot with uh, the Boy Scouts, helping all the local skeet teams and trap teams and all that. And uh, they fund a lot of the outdoor uh, shooting sports for specifically the youth and getting them involved outdoors. Speaking of youth, you have you have two youths. I, I do. One's not quite old enough to shoot, but uh, well, yeah. One is uh, the three-year-old. She is not ready to shoot. Well, I, no. I will not let her. But she okay, begs good call every, on that. Good parenting. Good she call. begs every day because um, I. I ran into a deal at Sportsman's Warehouse a few months back, and it is a electric pink 1022, and she's seen it. So every time she walks by my safe, it's, Daddy, my gun's in there. And she begs. She was begging last night to shoot it at 11 o'clock, and I'm like, no, no, you have to wait. Eleven. Now, are you all in city limits? I can see her capping off some rounds inside city limits at 1130 at night. We're in Saudi now, so I'm pretty sure that's okay, but, you know. Well, yeah, anything goes in Saudi, <laughs> apparently, but... uh <laughs> I, I am definitely not going to let her. It's, it's going to be a little while. All right. Talking a little bit about kids. Um, a couple of safety things, and then we'll get into a little bit of the introduction. But obviously you have a safe. Yes, sir. And especially if you have kids in the house, you know, you need to secure your weapons in a locked uh, area so they can't get to them. That being said, how do you demystify and introduce a child but still keep the – reverence of this is dangerous how how do you go about that i know your son is old enough to shoot and i assume you've taken him shooting a few times how do you where's the line where do you, where do you draw the line between all right we're going to go out and have fun but 
this is, you know, potentially deadly. But where's the line in there? First thing I'll say is that you have to have the support from your spouse. Okay. Uh, That was the biggest thing. My wife, when we met, uh, she really wasn't a gun person. And actually, there was a picture on my Facebook from years ago, but it was... And when we moved, I found about eight rifles that I was moving. And she's like, all these are in our house? I was like, yeah, they, they've been here. So it was kind of eye-opening. But that's the most important thing is you've got to have support from your spouse. And um, the child has to, be, has to show that level of maturity to, to the point where you think they can handle it. Um, first time I took my son to the range was about two years ago. And I, I strapped the gun down so there was no way that it could get out of control. And I allowed him to shoot a pumpkin. And it was, excuse me, it was a, it was a great learning experience for him. One is that he can see what he's doing. And he learned, he enjoyed it, and he's like, "This is what Dad does." You know, it, it's fun. Then shooting a pumpkin was, um, he could see the destruction on it, so it was right. real easy for me to be like, "Now this is what happens. This is why you can't. You've got to follow the safety rules. You treat every gun like it's loaded. You can't point it at anything you don't want to destroy, and so on." And then he can see that for himself that, okay, this is great. Um, another thing that I know a couple of parents that have done is used uh, glass bottles. So they, you let a child shoot the glass bottle, then they see that destructiveness. I think that, that's a great visual. No, a pumpkin or a glass bottle, that, that is re- that's a really great idea. So they can see the consequences, and they know once that bullet leaves the barrel, there's no calling it back. Right. And it's not video game. It's not cartoon. It's... It's an actual piece of lead flying down range that's going to do destruction. And I think that's a great visual to give a kid. That's a really great idea. And, you know, obviously you went over the safety rules, uh, treat every gun like it's loaded, you know, keep your muzzle pointed in a safe direction, stuff like that. But uh, when you're introducing the kids, I think that was really, that's a really good visual. That's a great idea. I I have some good ideas. Um, Some other things that I did personally, Mm -hmm. and it's, everybody's different. Um, I've, I keep a lot of guns. I shoot every weekend or pretty much three or four times a week I'm at a range shooting. So for me, um, ever since William was young, I mean, little, one thing I cut everybody off was was toy guns. Any type of a toy gun, he wasn't allowed. If he got one for birthday, I put it away. Because in my mind, and everybody thinks differently, but for me, a four-year-old couldn't just couldn't tell the difference between a Nerf gun and a real gun if he was able to find it. Or okay. especially the um, the video games that have guns in them, at, like the arcade, like the Buck Hunters and stuff like that. I didn't allow him to play with those because I didn't want him to see something out at the house or at somebody else's house and find a gun and be like, oh, this is a toy. So till he was eight, I took I didn't allow him to play with it at all. Wow. Okay. That's a unique that's a unique standpoint. I mean, it 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 obviously is a good idea. I, but, you know, that may be extreme for some people, but personally I think that's a great idea because I thought I grew up weird. I played with toy guns as a kid, but my dad had been a police officer for years, and my dad made me carry the gun pointed down at the ground and made me keep my finger off the trigger. And I'm and I'm looking back on it, that's exactly what I do now. But even with a toy gun, I had to point it in a safe direction. I had to keep my finger off the trigger, and I couldn't point it at any of my friends. You know, when, you know, when you're shooting your friends and, you know, playing Army or whatever the case was, I wasn't allowed to, and I thought that was just ridiculous. But looking back on it now, every time I pick up a weapon, 
it's pointed in a safe direction, my finger's off the trigger, and I open and check the action to see if it is indeed loaded, first right. thing. You know, but it's it's automatic, and I understand why my dad did it. I didn't at the time, but now I do, and I think your son will understand why you chose that particular route later in life. I really do. I believe safety habits are kind of, uh, they're ingrained to us from a young age, and if my son, like said, he never really showed the maturity to me that he was okay to to play with it because the first thing I do is like if if I was showing him a gun or if somebody got him a toy gun and I let him play the first thing he did was grab the trigger mm-hmm. and I was always like hey you can't point this you know it, a nerf gun whatever it is you can't point this at somebody you got to keep your hand off the trigger things like that and once he started showing that that you know there was toy guns at the house that I'd keep I'd show him something or if I showed him a new gun that I got because obviously kids are curious right um you know, once he got to that point where the first thing he would do, he was hold it, but he wouldn't touch the trigger, and he'd be like, "Dad says I can't do this," and he was showing safe, you know, showing signs of being safe. That right. was okay. Let's go to the range. Let's do this. Um, we've taken him. I've he's got a twenty-two. We've shot several times. Um, I've let him shoot the AR-15 a few times. Then uh, for his birthday back in April, I bought him a um, a custom-built ten twenty-two. For competition, he said he wanted to shoot competitions with me, so uh, I, you know, I went all out, bought him a nice gun, and took him to um, Montlake Sportsman's Sportsman's Club, mm-hmm. and uh, we live right by there. And uh, we went up one day, and uh, he'd been begging me for about a month to shoot it, so I was like, "All right, let's go." So we went and shot it, and uh, just shooting some steel there, and just teaching him how to load it and go through. And uh, he really surprised me. I thought. You know, I was kind of scared and nervous because that was the first time. But after about 300 rounds, he's like, oh, this is easy. And, uh, you know, the next day they had a competition there, which is still challenge, which is uh, it's just standing and it's shooting five pieces of steel over. Um, you shoot five pieces, and then you do that five times, and your four fastest times count for score. So uh, I kind of took him into one of the well, – that's kind of what we practiced on. And he's like, can I shoot this tomorrow? And I was like, mm, you got to learn how to – you know, you've got to be able to load the gun and do this stuff. So he practiced, and uh, he went and shot his first match. Didn't come in last, and um, he has been hooked. I think we shot about 8,000 rounds of twenty two in about four days. All right. 8,000 rounds? Yes, he uh, he will burn through it because it's not his money. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to have to get a good job to uh, and, and and not get into girls in high school if he wants to keep on shooting. Yeah, that's going to he's going to have to do something cuz it's it's expensive quick. It does it gets real expensive. We're going to take our last break of this hour. We will be right back. Here come the ducks hit the high baller. Baby's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawns. If you're a homeowner, Baby's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed for this area and provide you with knowledge to have a lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. If you're a lawn care company owner, Baby's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Go to the pros at Baby's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. 
Like a good neighbor is not just a saying. It exactly describes my friend, Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent. He's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family too. 423-847-3881. I'm Don King for your Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency. Hunter education is required for anyone born on or after January 1st, 1969, before hunting in our state. Tennessee's program is recognized nationally as one of the best. Choose from online or traditional classroom instruction. Visit tnwildlife.org for classes in your area. Couple rusty nails. Welcome back. It's worth a bunch of money. Kind of need to update that bumper. We don't have the 1-800 number anymore, but you want to give us a call, 267-1023-267-1023 if you want to join the conversation. We've been talking a little bit of three-gun this morning. Uh, talked about a world record crappie that's come about. And we talked about the Friends of the NRA banquet that's coming up on the 21st at the Westin. Uh, be sure and get your tickets early. It is filling up quickly. There are not a lot of tickets out there. So if you want to be a part of the Friends of the NRA banquet, have a great time with a lot of great people at the Westin. Be sure to check out Friends of the NRA Chattanooga and get your tickets quickly. Um, speaking of the NRA and guns, obviously we've been talking a lot of gun stuff this morning. Do you do you carry on a daily basis? Or, I would say probably 95% of the time. Okay. Except, obviously, when you go into the post office and stuff like that where you can't carry, but, you know. I'm going to say yes on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I take it off when I go into the post office. Sure. Yeah, that's the... Yeah. Why? Yes. Why? On radio? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. Okay. Fair enough. What do you What do you carry on a daily basis? Uh, Glock forty three. Okay. All right. Um. I assume you can't carry it at work. No, they do not allow that at work at all. Okay. So they kind of frown on that. And they definitely do. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I've noticed. Um, being a relatively new carrier, I've only been carrying for about uh, two years now. I've, on occasion, I'll be honest, I've started going in places and I'm not thinking, it's like, well, turn around, go back to the car, secure it, you know, like specifically the post office and a few other places where it's like a big no-no. But it almost becomes a part of you. And, you know, if you don't have it, you're, you know, you know, it's like, okay, got my wallet, got my watch, got a pen, you know, your daily carry stuff. And you're like, wait a minute, what else am I forgetting? But sometimes... A lot of us tend to forget. I don't know if that happens to you or not. It definitely does. It, you get so used to it that you just kind of forget. You're walking around like, oh, yeah, I forgot that was there. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. on occasion. That ever happened to you, Max? I carry, I've carried a gun for so long, it's just a part of me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you don't think about it till you get into a place where you shouldn't have it. <laughs> well, let's be honest. We're the guys who actually walk back to the vehicle and will secure it. We're, we're we're the guys who follow the rules, so you know. Well, being a former cop, I, most of the time I've got one on, right? You know, and I I was always this way. It's uh, easier to be tried by twelve than carried by six, so I'm, I'm gonna be prepared. That's a very good point. That is a very good point. So, um, but uh, the carrying concealed, 
you do the holster stuff, which yes. we're going to talk about a little bit in the second hour. Uh, you gave me a holster for my uh, PT-111 that was – I've got all kinds of inside concealed holsters, but I didn't have one for the outside, and I wanted to carry one afield when I was hunting, which I can legally do, but I wanted to carry my uh, PT-11 in the field, and you fabricated a holster for me, which we will talk about your fabrication process here in a little bit. So uh, be thinking about, you know, that when we come back from our break. We're at the top of the hour, and we've got to go to the news. Uh, let's see here. Anything else? How much? We got, what, about 30 seconds? Yeah, you got about 30 seconds. All righty. Well, running through the outdoor calendar again, don't forget to come out to the Friends of the Honor Banquet on the 21st of June, or July, sorry, 21st of July at the Westin, starting at 5 p.m. Go to Chattanooga Friends of the NRA and get your tickets. Stay tuned for hour number two. We will be right back. Don't stop that podcast now. That's only one half of the show. We'll be right back with the second half of Tony Sanders Outdoors. Chronic wasting disease affects white-tailed deer, mule deer, elk, and moose populations in many states. We are CWD-free in Tennessee and are counting on hunters to keep it that way. Remember, if you hunt out of state for big game animals, it's very important that you learn the proper way to bring those harvested animals home. New restrictions are in place for good reason. Learn more at tnwildlife.org. Please help us keep Tennessee CWD free. Welcome to hour number two of Tony Sanders Outdoors. We are live in the studio this Saturday morning. My very special guest, Travis Boyd, is in. We've been talking a little bit of three-gun this morning. We've been talking a little bit of fishing. We've kind of been a little bit all over the board everywhere. but Getting into everything. Getting into everything. We, we Now, Tony, I will, Tony's a great host. He's a great interviewer and the namesake of the show. But Tony tends to tease stuff and then never get to it. And I, I, I remind him, and then he goes off, hey, squirrel. And then we, we we never get to whatever we were talking about, but uh, I teased a little bit about your uh, company that you have and the holster making process. Uh, you said you have a lot of molds um, and you can do custom work. So if somebody's got something, you can actually form the gun to itself. And the reason uh, the holster I got, I needed all the holsters I have for my uh, semi-automatic are uh, concealed inside the waist. And I needed one outside for when I was a field. Right. And I just wanted it on the outside because, you know, I'm in my hunting gear. And, you know, at that point, it doesn't matter if it's concealed or not. But uh, you can do pretty much anything. And tell me about the fabrication process because last time you were in here, you were telling me about all the plastics and how you mold the stuff. And it was really, really interesting. Uh, well, what we do is... Um, most of my work is with Kydex, which is a is a kind of a plastic hybrid. Mm-hmm. What happens is once you get it heated up to around the 250, it gets real pliable. So you can wad it up like a paper ball, and when it cools down, it's going to hold that shape. Mm-hmm. And then once you heat it back up, it's going to flatten back out into it. So uh, we heat that and uh, just use some pressure in a uh, in a press and fold or some we'll do like inside the waistband holsters. We'll uh, 
almost like a taco shell around the gun and fold it. And then for most of the outside, the, the waistband is a what they call a pancake style where it's a gun between two pieces. And that's the one I've got. But you can do uh, internal or external. You can do inside the waistband or outside the waistband, or can you do other things as well? You can do a, you can do a ton of different things. Um, I've spent uh, quite a bit. I bought a lot of new equipment and just haven't had time with the surgery and being down with my foot to uh, get it all set up. But I've got things to make, uh, like mag pouches, wallets. Uh, right now I'm doing some uh, some different knife sheaths for a local knife maker. Oh, nice. So there's a lot of things that you can do with it. Um, wow, I didn't even think about the knife industry. That's that's great. Um, let me ask you a quick question. What about um, I've got a gun that I want to carry, and here's here. let me give you a situation. Let me see how you would react to it. I'm going to put you on the spot real quick with right. no prep whatsoever. This is what Tony does to me, so be ready to answer when I get done. No pressure. Yeah. Um, I do a lot of fishing. Waders. I want to carry a gun because uh, a good friend of mine shot a bear uh, very near a place I fish. In fact, he was telling me where it was. I said, yeah, yeah. Where'd you shoot it? Well, you know the road that turns to the left and the river bears to the right? Yeah. You know where that parking area is, where I park and fish? I said, yeah, I sure do. He says, yeah, I dropped this, you know, three, four hundred pound bear right there, you know, he was just, you know, about a hundred yards from the stream and I'm sitting there thinking, okay, I'm waiting out there with a nine foot graphite fly rod, which is going to do absolutely nothing against a black bear. Uh, so I might want to go armed into a few of these areas because of, uh, primarily bears. Uh, how do I carry one while fishing? You got a whole, can you do a holster for that? Do you think? I can. Um, what do you, what do you, what are you thinking and what are you recommending? There's a product called an Ulti Clip, and it's a it's a metal clip that is a uh, it's not like the traditional like your inside the waistband holsters will be a uh, usually like a traditional kind of just go over the belt loop right. And this is a metal cinch clip that has a I mean it locks down. There's a two or three different variants of it, so you can kind of get them stronger. But it is designed to it will lock onto your belt and it will not let go. I've made a few for. Um, some EMT friends that use them in the cargo pocket so that it can it can lock into the pocket. There's no way of it coming out. And that uh, then they're able to keep it there, and it's not kind of in their waistband. They're still able to move. So that. Okay. Well, Tony and I, and I have had a, a gun debate, and several callers have called in and suggested. And if you want to call in and suggest, give us a call, 267-1023, 267-1023. Um, the biggest one I got... I'm carrying a nine millimeter for bear, and you know some people say I'm 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 in the market. I, I will say I'm in the market for something a little bit bigger. Some people are saying 44 Magnum. Some people are saying 357. Some people are saying 45. If you were out in the woods, do you go out in the woods a lot? Uh, on occasion, not as much as I'd like to. Well, in yeah. the last couple of years. Well, yeah, but if you're, I'm thinking probably 357, 44 or something. You know, get a short revolver and you know just keep that with me in the event of a bear because you know anything smaller is just going to pretty much you know make him mad yeah it's gonna yeah it's gonna <laughs> just upset him yeah, yeah. You, you don't want to make a bear mad yeah uh and speaking of which we got a bear story coming up and which we'll talk about here in a few minutes but um i'm thinking what are your thoughts on bear defense other I, and i do carry bear spray i people ask me do i carry bear spray yes i've got a i've got a can of mace bear spray 
and um, you know, I never had to use it yet. Hopefully, I won't ever have to use it. But you know, I've got. I just don't want to get that close. Uh, that's my I, thing. I don't know. Yeah, I kind of uh, think unless, of it as like unless it'll shoot fifty yards. I'm uh, that's way too close. Yeah, I'm kind of think of it as like you know, like uh, like almost like an, a uh, a peppering. You know, you pepper the you you know you spray the bear and then you've seasoned yourself when the bear eats you. So he he gets that nice you know zingy flavor. Might as well put a little meat tender. Yeah, in yeah exactly. Sauce. That's what I'm thinking. So what would you carry for bear? Um, other than a shotgun, I mean that's a little bit. I'd love to carry a shotgun, but you know you can't really do that for. Well, let me rephrase that. I want to fish, so carrying I can either fish or carry a shotgun. So it's one or the other. Usually, um, if I'm out in the woods and I'm worried if you know there's a bear possibility, I use a 357 Magnum, okay. or I will carry a 44. That's what I have available. Okay, so those both would be good choices then. I would think so. Um, I'm a big proponent for uh, its bullet placement as opposed to size. Oh no, I'm just gonna be firing in that general area. If a bear's coming to me, I'm just shoot. I'm just putting lead down range, whether I'm accurate or not. I'm I'm running and shooting over my shoulder. Me too in that situation. So it would be the biggest thing I'd get. But you know, regardless, if in that situation, you're gonna have to be able to hit it and hit it good. Yeah, you're right. So you're thinking three fifty seven forty four. That's what that's what pretty much everybody else has said. We got a phone call, and I got a good feeling I know who this is. Good morning, Juan. Good morning, gentlemen and Max. <laughs> how are you? Good morning, good. Juan, Mr. Sanchez. How are you this morning? <laughs> oh, just fun and dandy. Um, I uh, you remember my uncle, the game warden from Colorado? He sent me pictures sometime uh, a few years back that he had seen of um, a hiker out in Oregon who had been uh, about half consumed by a grizzly bear. Ugh. And uh, the a man had been deer hunting and was attacked, was charged by a bear, and he ended up shooting it seven times with a seven-millimeter mag to wow. put it down. It was a grizzly that weighed like over 1,400 pounds. That's a big bear. And when they did a necropsy on the grizzly, they found five thirty-eight caliber bullets embedded into the skull. It did not break the skull. Broke the skin, but did not break the skull of the grizzly. So that I'm thinking bigger is better camper, at this point. Yeah, you just you just yeah. put the three the three fifty seven out now. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna the, have to buy the veteran camper just uh, all he did was really agitate that bear. Apparently, Rob, if I were you, I'd just start carrying a hand grenade. <laughs> Sounds like a plan, Beaver Man. What you got yeah. going today, man? You gonna be outdoors at all, or a little bit? I understand. Well, I, maybe I'm gonna. Um, I got to go uh, look for a new vehicle, as mine was um, taken away from me by the actions of another. Anyway, I'm glad you weren't hurt. By that. the way, that that yeah. I was real sad to hear that, but I'm really glad you weren't hurt in that uh, wreck. I'm, I tell you what, those Land Cruisers are freaking tanks. If I've been hit in anything lesser than a this thing, I would uh, I, I would not have fared so well in that wreck. But um, I do have a, a holster question. Okay, uh, for your your guest, I have a Ruger single six. That I really enjoy. It's a great target uh, handgun. It is also um, it also has a, you know the interchangeable cylinder has a 22 mag cylinder. 
It also has a nine and a half inch barrel. <clears throat> Doesn't make it real like easy to, you know, carry around. But <clears throat> for riding on the tractor, <clears throat> you know, and having the occasional uh, field rat, which is, oh, I'm wondering about um, having it as uh, having a a cross draw pis- uh, holster for that. Could it be done? Now you got me thinking. You could probably do it. Um, it's depending on how you position the how you position the gun with that long of a barrel, because especially like doing a cross draw or just like a standard like a strong side carry, that long barrel. If you're on a tractor, it's going to hit something. Um, yeah, it would be something like I've. I've been able to create some things like that. I did a uh, I did a 500 Smith and Wesson Magnum for somebody for their motorcycle. So it's uh-huh. the big guns yeah. are possible to do. Um, it'd be something. Well, that, and I'm wondering. It doesn't necessarily have to be attached to me, but I mean, you know, there's a there's a handle on the top of the fenders of the tractor. Right. It could be velcroed down on that or something. Yeah, we could. You can. It's definitely something you can do like that. Um, Velcro is not a great mounting solution. Uh, okay. What happens is with vibration and weight, it will come loose. Um, yeah. I've made several things that guys have to uh, kind of drill to you know, drill into uh, to like the plastic or something in, in their trucks, and they can mount it that way, or you can drill the fenders. Or, you know, if, right. There's, there's definitely a way around that that we can make something that would work. Uh-huh. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. The uh, Rob the the three fifty seven Magnum hollow point will definitely drop a deer. Oh yeah, I um, and you don't if you put it right between the eyeballs, you do not waste a lot of meat at all. Well, that's for sure. That's I know sure. from experience. So um, I know a lot of guys used to get. I'm not as scared of bears as I am of meth heads. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> so I've been. Up. I would be more concerned with what what firearm you're taking to protect yourself from meth heads in Polk County than from a bear. Yeah, there's been a few times when I've been to takeouts late in the evening and there's been some tweakers and some squirrely people that, uh, you know, were questionable at best, but, you know, I just, you know, still, you know. Bears, they got a job to do. They just, yeah. They're just doing their thing. And, you know, unless you're trying to go molest one of their cubs, typically you know, some harsh words will will take care of that. Yeah. Well, hopefully. The, uh, always take uh, somebody with you that weighs more. So you can outrun them? So you can outrun them, yeah. yeah. Well, the, the best, yeah, if you've got two people, the best deer defense or bear defense is a is a twenty five caliber Beretta. And all you do is reach over and shoot your friend in the kneecap. <laughs> and you can walk away leisurely. <laughs> That'll work. That'll work. <laughs> Oh, man, you're rotten. Remind me not to go to uh, Psycho Fly Fisher with you this fall again, all right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there'll be some bears up there. Oh, yeah. Um, around uh, around the new. Um, but, you know, they're they're sanguine and yeah. very easy to manipulate. All you just say is, hey, bear, hey, bear, say it loud and. They generally won't. The more the thing I'd be more scared of in the in the Smokies or the Dagum Wild Pigs. Oh yeah! Holy crap! They're they're vicious. I mean, you corner one, 
and it was there's no place to go. Old Scotty Potty and Psycho Fisher were encountered one one time on a little bitty narrow trail, and Scotty had some bear mace, and he just doused that pig. He said it was probably a 250 pound pig. Mm. It was not giving up the trail. And they blasted that pig right in the face with the bear mace, and that pig took off tumbling about 100 feet down to the creek. Well, hopefully, you know, I've never had to pull a gun or bear mace yet, so, you know, knock on wood, hopefully it'll never happen to me. But anyway, Beaver Man, appreciate the so, call. All right, gentlemen, enjoy the show. Take care, sir. Take care. Bye. Bye. Well, we're up against a break. If you want to be a part of the show, just like Beaver Man, give us a call, 267-1023, 267-1023. We will be right back. The old man ran the bait shop in Eudora, Mississippi. He had his whole life story mounted right there on the wall. There were ducks and bucks and smallmouths and a few old faded pictures and the same three cocky rednecks. 80s Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawn. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed specifically for this area and provide you with the knowledge to have the lawn that will be the envy of all your neighbors. Don't go buy a bag of something that may or may not work from a big box store. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and knows what will work in this area. Trust the local experts in fertilizer to assist you with your lawn. Make your neighbors really jealous. Call Beatty's. If you're a lawn care company owner or are on a landscaping group, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Call Beatty's for more information on bulk fertilizer for your lawn care company. Minimum quantities required. So whether you're a homeowner, lawn care company, or just like digging around in the yard, go with the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Spring will soon be here, and you know what that means, grilling and barbecues. You can get everything you need at Don's Meat Shop, 6408 Hickson Pike. Don has steaks such as T-bone, porterhouse, ribeyes, and many, many more. You can pick up kebabs, chicken, burgers, pork chops, roasts or fish, and try out their seafood. Be sure to try their summer sausage snack sticks. Don has quality meats and great cooking advice, so give them a call at 423-842-1256. Don's is open six days a week, closed Tuesdays. Check them out at donsmeatshop.com and be sure to like them on Facebook. Listen to Tony Sanders Outdoors every Saturday morning from 5 to 7 a.m. for the latest information about all things outdoors. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now that's how you do a promo. No bad jokes or puns. That was really good. I will dive in and see if I can wade through a commercial. Let me catch my breath. I'm debating on whether I can do it. I can't even get through one promo without a pun. Tony Sanders Outdoors, 5 to 7 a.m. every Saturday morning. Be sure to check us out on Facebook for our podcast. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. 
then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Welcome back to Tony Sanders Outdoors. Got a Facebook message here from Miss Amy Way. She says, good morning, guys. I know I hate bears. She's had a few bear encounters with herself. I know one that was very tragic for her. She's headed to the creek. She's wetting a line and tossing a big buffet to some mountain trout, which sounds really good. Standing in some cool water right now. In the heat of the afternoon, standing in the nice cool stream, wet wading, relaxed. The only problem is every time I go wet wading, I have to wade through like, uh, I'd say, you know, 7 billion or 8 billion mosquitoes to get to where I'm going. The last time I went out, I had... I, I told the story last week. I literally had, you could see the bubbles of the off that I had sprayed on my arm, and there was a mosquito biting through one of the bubbles of off, and I'm like, this is not <laughs> working well. I don't know what's going on, but these are like some... You're just feeding them. I, I was. I, w- both Chris and I were just out there. We were getting eaten up. Uh, I'm looking into a thermocell, and I'm trying to figure out how to hook that to me because I know a thermocell works, and I picked up... Um, some Sawyer um, bug repellent, and Sawyer's the brand. If you go to sportswarehouse.com and you don't want ticks on you, you don't want chiggers on you, you don't want other bugs on you, get the yellow stuff. Go ask Carl at Sportsman's Warehouse. Tell him you need the yellow stuff. He'll know exactly what you're talking about. Hose your clothes down with this stuff. I've actually seen, I, I actually saw a tick crawl on my glove, and he made an about face very quickly. They don't like that stuff, so... Uh, Sawyer also makes a bug repellent. I'm going to give it a try next time I go out, and uh, I'm still looking into a thermocell to hopefully keep those away from me because I've seen the uh, early season deer hunters, the archers that get up there, you know, early season, and there's a thermocell hanging next to them, and a lot of guys swear by them. So if you've had any experience with a thermocell, give me a call, 267-1023, 267-1023. Let me know what you think of it. If you've got a thermocell, I'm in the market to get one, I think. I'm just trying to figure out how I'm, I may just hook it to the back of my shirt and go from there, and hopefully that'll work. But I've got to find something because I got eight up last time. Uh, there's plenty of you left. What are you saying? I'm fat? I, I didn't say that. I just said there's plenty of you left. Okay, fair enough. I'm leaving that one alone. All right. We were talking a little <laughs> Your bit. Your guest of, is afraid to laugh. Yeah, yeah I know. Have you noticed that? <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. I, w- I want to get invited back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll invite you back. No problem. Uh Talking a bear story, uh, we do have a bear story. A deputy with the Placer County Sheriff's Department rescued a bear trapped in a Subaru. 
A deputy with the Placer County, California Sheriff's Office is on video busting out the window of a car to rescue a bear that was trapped inside. The video was posted by the Placer County Sheriff on their Facebook page. It shows Deputy Laid carefully scaling over to the side of the outback. He's got a shotgun in one hand and a window breaker in the other. He smashed the rear driver's side window, allowing the bear to jump out and flee the scene. It was not taken into custody. Uh, they mentioned that the interior of the car was damaged so badly that the door locks were shut and they couldn't get the bear out. They tried opening the doors, but it was so bad inside, leading the ultimate decision of breaking the window, and then he ran for his life, which was the safest method of fleeing from that animal. The bear got into the Subaru in Carleon Bay and destroyed the interior so badly that the doors couldn't be unlocked. Uh, Deputy Lay was brave enough to break the window, allowing the bear to s escape, jump out, and flee into the forest. So all you hippies driving Subarus, don't let bears in there. So, I thought maybe they'd left their bear in there. You know, you don't do that in hot weather. They'll, they'll die in there. Yeah, you got to break out the bear. So, Man. You can't trust them. Can you imagine coming back to your car and a bear inside tearing it up? I have been there personally. Wow. Yeah, that's where we were going with this. You have been do, – do tell because, see, I now I know you're armed, and I'm pretty sure you're armed. I'm armed. I drive a Subaru Outback, which is out in the parking yeah. lot right now. <laughs> I'm going to check that thing for a bear before I get into it when we get out of the radio station this morning. There, I'm going to check real quick, and, you know, I, I just need to know I got backup from you guys. We're good. Yeah, yeah. we're going to be backing you up all right. All right. That's your problem. All right. All right. I can tell you from experience, they can also get into uh, Ford F-150s. Uh, we were in Gatlinburg about three weeks ago, and it was, I guess, about four year, three years ago, my parents' car at their cabin, a bear got into. Uh, was able to open the door, got in, it broke a few things, and ate a bag of chips that was locked in, um, in the glove box. So this past time as we wow. went in... Uh, we're going in, and I'm on a knee scooter, so I'm not able to move very well. And I'm hobbling up the stairs, and my mom's like, hey, make sure you lock the door. And we just kind of chuckle. So uh, we're going about our day, and there at night, right about dark, I, I roll out on the back porch, and I can see that the front door, or the front door of my truck's open. I'm like, oh, great. So I go in, and I'm grabbing my wife. I'm like, hey, the door's open in the truck. So we all sneak out. There's a door open, and there is a box, or the remains of a box of moon pies. And what has happened is a bear has got his paw under the hinge or under the door, opened it, climbed in, climbed through the passenger side into the back seat underneath and got a box of moon pies and destroyed it and uh, left a little bit of mud. I've got one big bear print um, in a, or that was in a pillow that we had left in there and just some things pulled out, like it pulled out a, uh, a little purse of my daughter's and some toys. But any food that it found, it, it ravaged. That's almost unbearable. Yeah. Oh, there it is. You, you, you messed up, too. You said you, you went out. You, you should have sent your wife to check on that. I, I did. I could not get off the uh, – <laughs> I couldn't get off the deck. So it was it was pretty great because the door's open, and my dad and my wife are both, like, tapping the back of the truck like, Bear, are you in there? <laughs> he's, he's not in there, guys. I mean, he's, if something had growled, they'd have been up – they would have jumped back on the porch and – uh, so uh, I guess I'm officially a tourist in uh, Gatlinburg now since I've had been broken into by a bear. You know, I saw a bear on Facebook going right down the middle of Gatlinburg the mm -hmm. other day, crossing the street, and I'm thinking, boy, they're getting awful brave up there. They are. They, they caught one a couple of years ago on the Strip in Knoxville. 
he was going through the dumpsters after a football game, and I mean, you know, after football game weekend, those dumpsters are full of full, full of chicken yeah. wings and all kinds of good stuff like that. And you know, they they tranked him and brought him wherever they bring him. But uh, TWA got called out on that one, and you know, I'm just glad. You know, well, at least we know bears like moon pies. I mean, yeah. well, you know, several years ago, one was hit over here on Corridor J. One of the city officers going home after Riverbend. Uh, ran over one. They hit yeah. one in Red Bank, what, a couple of years ago? Yeah, totaled his car. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, there there are bears in this area. And, you know, I'm glad you barely survived that one, but. Uh, <laughs> oh, here we go. I set you up perfect for that, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing was is that, not with my situation, but with my parents, they called the police because that morning. <laughs> what? <laughs> they uh, okay. Their car was open, and the car in the cabin next to them said so they called the police, and they were like, okay, so uh, somebody broke into your car. Like, yeah, like, what's missing? Well, I don't know. And Dad goes out and looks, and there's a there's a pistol that was in the uh, in the glove box. It's still there, and there's a bag of chips that's gone. Yeah, a bear didn't need the gun. Yeah, and they were like, well, the only thing missing is a bag of potato chips. Like, it was a bear. We're not going to send anybody out for that. You just need to lock your door. So he didn't take the gun? No. But he did have the right to arm bears. Oh, man. I'm going to bear arms. Oh, bear arms. You I'm got sorry. it backwards. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, Lord. What? Nothing. This is as good as it gets on this show. I'm telling you right now. These are the jokes. Oh, all right? This is a class outfit. Well, all right. Now, <laughs> so so the bear actually opened the door with his little paw and ate the moon pies. Yes. Now, what if you'd had it locked? Would that bear have kept trying to get in there? Would he have torn the outside of your car up? That's what I'd worry about because oh. with them claws, a couple of scratches in your car, he, w- he can open it like a can opener. I've was- seen them push in windows. They'll They'll – Rock on it until the window breaks, and then wow. they just crawl in and, and eat what they want. I've seen videos of that. I was worried about that, and the back door, you could see where he put his hand, or like put the paw up under the um, under the latch, and it came down, and like you could, it didn't scratch the clear coat, but you could see where they the bears had put their paws up under it mm-hmm. and was trying to get it open the next morning. That is unbelievable. Well, they probably figured it out in that area. They know that vehicles, you know, they've associated vehicles with food, food. and they've you know, adapted their uh, tactics to, you know, learning to use uh, their digits to open things like that. Why so should we go out and hunt? There's leftover french fries in the backseat. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so I've also seen, a, there was a video a couple of weeks ago uh, in New York. I don't know if you saw this one. You know, the minivans that have the button you push and the door slides open? Bear figured out, apparently the bear hit it. Oh, wow. Door slides open, bear goes in, does his bear thing, eats whatever he does, you know, took a little nap or whatever, and you know, they come out and, you know, they had this on like a home security camera. Bear figured out how to open that sliding door on the Honda uh, minivan. So, you know, that that would be scary coming out, you know, getting ready to load your kids up into the car seat and, you know, doors open and, hello, Mr. Black Bear. You know, I'm not too afraid of black bears, but I'd be scared to death of a grizzly. Honestly, um, I'm I'm more f- afraid of black bears. Than really? They're not as predictable. I mean, grizzlies, usually they'll leave you alone, and they, they'll do a fake charge a lot of times. They'll, they'll puff up and, you know. See if they can get you to flinch. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a game of chicken. But black bears, uh, they're, there's really no the, – the experiences I've had with grizzlies out west, most of them, you get near them and they take off. You know, you say, hey, bear, make noise, bang some pots together, or whatever the case is. I've – black bears – are I think more curious and they're like, hey, what's that noise? I think I'll go towards it. I, I uh. that's just my experience. Now, you know, somebody else may have another experience, but uh, the problem is the size difference. You don't get 
the black bears around here don't get to the grizzly bear size that they right. get out west. But still, I mean, you know, four-inch claws opening up a door and going through your, you know, I'm, I'm, you're probably lucky they didn't tear up the entire interior. I was very happy that they didn't mess anything up. It was just a little bit of mud. And uh, so I have a foot pillow that I got with my surgery, and it has a really nice bear claw right in it. Cool. That that's a memento. You're yeah. saving that one, yeah. Yeah, it's a little little reminder of you know lock your doors. Well, there you go. That's all we need to do. I think we're ready for our next break. Stay tuned for more Tony Sanders Outdoors. Give us a call two six seven one zero two three. Leaves are turning. There's a chill in the air. Campfires are burning, we're gathered round in chairs. Three generations of hunting in our veins. Talking about what might... Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawns. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed for this area and provide you with knowledge to have a lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. If you're a lawn care company owner, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Go to the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Welcome back. Going to do a little bit more three-gun. If I wanted to get into this, and I know I'm going to have to spend some money, but if I don't want the ultimate pistol, you know, if I don't want the the gold-plated Desert Eagle, you know, whatever, you know, not that I would use that, but if I don't want the ultimate, what what are we looking at? What could I get as far as a pistol that would work, that would be good, a shotgun and a rifle? What would you recommend? Um, for any time I get asked that question about, you know, new to get into the sports. Right. The, my suggestion, and a lot of the guys are going to tell you, is uh, take whatever you've got. You know, if you've got a pistol in your house or, uh, you know, if you've got a, like a small gun, like a Glock 19 or something, it's going to work. Um, if you don't have a shotgun or you don't have an AR, 95% of the time, um, I've never, you know, I've never seen anybody show up at the range to shoot with us and be like, hey, I'd like to try this, but I don't have a shotgun. You're going to have 10 people handing you shotguns. Like, here, shoot this. You know, this is, you know, shoot my ammo, whatever. It's, um, the community is really friendly, and that's one thing is we kind of stress is not to spend money beforehand because you don't know if you're going to like it. There's no point in dropping, you know, $1,000 to $10,000 to go do something, and then, you know, you hate it. That's great. That's really great. And the guys, knowing that, the guys helping out, that's that's really great. It seems like there's a lot of camaraderie amongst that group. There is. It's uh, The community is definitely friendly. It's really nice that you can go to um, to local matches here and you kind of walk up and be just like, hey, I'm new, and somebody's going to take you under their wing. 
if uh, if you want. If you want to do everything solo and just, you know, as long as you're safe, you're going to be able to do that. But if you've got questions, you can approach people. Uh, the big matches, you know, these guys that are pros like uh, Max Michelle or Jerry Mitchell, like any of them, you can approach them and, uh, you know, get a picture, ask them questions, things like that. They're approachable. They're guys that are getting paid every day to shoot on a range, but they're everyday people like you and me. So, you know, you kind of don't – it's different than meeting like professional sports stars of you know, football or baseball players. Let's talk uh, briefly about hearing protection. What what do you use personally? Um, I use a set of custom molded earplugs to my ears. Um, I use those, and I also use a set of uh, Howard Light electronic earmuffs over top of them. I like to double plug. One is a uh, my gun is extremely loud, and the other thing is that if you get in an awkward position and I move the muffs or something like that, or if I lose them and knock them off my head, I have a backup. That's a good idea. That's a real good idea. Um, I normally do the same. I'll put the just the orange foam ones in and then put a pair of muffs over them. Just, I'm kind of that way, too, because I don't know why, but, you know, firing a three oh eight down range or a thirty out 6 that does make a loud boom. And I don't know why it is, but and maybe you can explain or somebody can explain at one point. Two two three ARs are just loud. It's uh, they're just loud. I mean, it's you know, it's a small caliber. Weapon, but they're just loud. It's all in the break, or the uh, majority of your three gun guys, your competition shooters are going to run a compensator, and uh, the one that I personally run is, if you've ever seen that break on the end of the Barrett, mm-hmm. that massive thing, it is a smaller scale of that, and it is extremely uncomfortable for anybody that is not directly behind the gun, but. It keeps the muzzle from rising at all. There's no movement. Well, and that's what you want to be accurate and increase your time. But you know, um, do, in your in your three gun shooting, do, does anybody use uh, suppressors there? No. Okay. Um, there's not really a division that allows it. Um, that's one thing I should have mentioned. There's there's always different divisions. You've got the uh, most common one is what they call a. Uh, Well, they called it TAC Ops for a long time, and now the current name kind of escapes me. That's okay. But it's a, basically it's just an AR-15 that has some type of a magnification scope on it. Okay. Uh, one by sixes seem to be very popular. There's a division for iron sights. Uh, there's a division called Open, which is what I currently run, which is a magazine-fed shotgun, and it's a, um, it's a race division. All out, anything is allowed pretty much. Okay. What? There's lots of other divisions. I'm, I assume there's like, you know, uh, super amateur. I can maybe hit a target to all the way to super expert. Right. Okay. So you won't be terribly outgunned at some point if you decide to go out there. And like you said, the guy's really friendly. So we're up against our last break. We're going to take this. We'll be right back with more Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your hands start 
If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. If you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Welcome back to Tony Sanders Outdoors. Wrapping it up on this Saturday morning. I don't know about you, but I had a little rain last night. Just a bit. Came down hot and heavy. I'm going to have to go check the streams this morning and see how they look like Cafe Olay or, you know. Passing the lake this morning, it looked like it was definitely up and water's really muddy. So Yeah. A lot of water fail. Yeah, I think I'm I think I'm going to be messed up for fishing this weekend. But can't go fishing, always go shooting. And uh, when's your next competition? Uh, later today, we're going to shoot a... Went blank there for a second. Sorry. Uh, we're going to shoot Rimfire up at uh, Montlake Sportsman's Club uh, this afternoon. It's going to start, uh, registration starts at 9, and then we start shooting at 10. It's uh, 22 only. Well, you can shoot pistol and rifle, or you can shoot one or the other, or if you got both, is it. It's uh, pretty simple. There's usually five to seven targets. Uh, you just kind of stand in a box. There's no movement, and you shoot what they call a string where you shoot the you shoot the targets uh, four times. Your three fastest times count for score. Okay, cool. That sounds like fun. And twenty two is relatively inexpensive ammo and easy to get into. So if somebody really wanted to get into it, they could join that sort of competition as well. Yeah, it's uh, it's real easy to get into. Uh, pretty much everybody has a twenty two. And again, if anybody wants to go, I will be there about nine thirty, and uh, I've got plenty of guns and ammo. So you can find the bearded guy that's you know hobbling around in a boot, and I'll glad to let you use something. You'll be pretty easy to find. Yeah, I, I stand out. Big, tall, bearded guy, boot on foot. Yeah. Look look for the grizzly bear wearing the cast. There mm-hmm. we go. Uh, coming up on the 21st, Friends of the NRA Banquet is coming up at the Westin. That's going to be at 5 p.m., 5 p.m. on the 21st of July. Uh, be sure and get your tickets. Tables are selling out real quick. If you want to attend the Friends of the NRA Banquet up at the Westin on the 21st of July, Go to Friends of the NRA, look for Chattanooga event, and get your ticket quickly because once they're gone, they're gone. So be sure and get that because that organization really does a lot for youth, uh, youth shooting sports. They fund a lot of the uh, Boy Scout 22 shooting. They fund a lot of the uh, local skeet teams, skeet clubs all over the state, and we've got some award-winning uh, and state championship teams right here in Hamilton County, which a lot of that uh, – came from the friends of the NRA because to get good at skeet shooting, you got to practice, and you got to go through a lot of ammo. That's where the friends of the NRA come in and help out with youth shooting sports. So go out there, bid often, bid frequently, and spend a lot of money at the friends of the NRA event. And, again, July 21st. 
Uh, let's see what else is coming up. Uh, that's pretty much all I got as far as the outdoor calendar. If you've got something, shoot us an email at Tony Sanders Outdoors, and we will get it on the outdoor calendar. Uh, the fishing's been pretty good recently, and uh, I assume the shooting has been pretty good. It's been pretty well for me. How do, how do you deal with the heat and the shooting? Uh, a lot of water. A lot of water. A lot for me. I take Hydrate, a, hydrate, hydrate. Hydrate. I drink uh, usually two bottles a stage, um, so I'm constantly down in bottles of water, and uh, I take a towel because I sweat a lot, and it's easy to just kind of dry off and toss that in the trash later usually. <laughs> it's pretty nasty afterwards. But. You know, I'll take that home. All right. Well, awesome. Uh, appreciate you getting up dark and early, coming in, Max, and helping us. Uh, I know this is not your normal time period, but I, I do appreciate you coming in and pushing the buttons this morning. Well, I'm glad to do it. I've had fun. Well, good. I'm glad. Once I get woke up, I'm good to go. Yeah, get that second cup of coffee, Just man. Getting up and getting going you'll, is the hard part. <laughs> one more cup and you'll be seeing into the future. Oh, yeah. I'm about there already. All right. Awesome. <laughs> well, Travis, I really appreciate it. Uh, you coming in. And if anybody wants to order a holster, they can go to, uh, let's see here, defensive concealment.com defensiveconcealment.com and they can get a hold of you and order a holster from you take care of all their outdoor needs yes sir so uh, there's also there's defensive concealment on facebook uh, right now the website is kind of taken down with the surgery but i've got everything fired back up yesterday so it'll be back up this weekend awesome well we really appreciate you coming in and we appreciate you listening to tony sanders outdoors we're here every saturday morning stay tuned for the car clinic you've been listening to Tony Sanders, outdoors. It sits above the mantle on a couple rusty nails. You have been listening to the podcast of the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors show. Please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year. Like us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on Tony Sanders Outdoors.